Hi there, I'm Hallie Parkins, and this is St. Mark's School of Theology. Welcome to St. Mark's School of Theology. I'm Hallie Parkins, a pastor at St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows. This podcast is a project in faith formation in our homes and in our lives. This week, we marked the one-year anniversary of when the pandemic changed our public life together at St. Mark's. A year ago, we suspended public gatherings and dove headfirst into the massive changes in our communal life together. Ingalori Elisher and I sat down together over Zoom to talk about faith and faith in a pandemic. Ingalori is an ordained deacon in our Lutheran tradition and the director of youth and family ministry at St. Mark's. For those of you who don't know, Ingalori is at the front of faith formation in the virtual space with youth in our community, building virtual worlds in Minecraft that explore the biblical stories of Noah's Ark and Jesus' procession into Jerusalem, to name just a few. This is the second part of our conversation from a few weeks ago, and we talk candidly about our experiences of faith. We share about a faith map, where we draw out important moments and scripture in our faith life, and we begin by grappling with the question, how do you define faith? Fun, and it's challenging, and it's I don't know, faith is just so hard to describe sometimes. Yeah, it is it's a challenge. I I do want to do the faith um map exercise. I talked about it in the last class of like people and places and communities that really um shaped my faith. And I think like those still will pop out, but I have another five years and on on me basically since I put it into paper and I just like I wonder now like especially at St. Mark's and in this like a geographic move I mean move in call and vocation there's some things you sort of like get at the very beginning of uh, grad school or beginning of starting something new and I wonder what that would be like especially even in the middle of the pandemic, what has been uh, moments of faith or moments of beholding God more than just like the humorous, there's a sheep behind me in in communion. Or there's a bird attacking the communion bread. Well, I, (laughs) oh yeah, that, yeah, he, that bird about took off with the whole communion loaf and we didn't get that on camera. Knocked over the wall. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that should have been one of those outtakes, like, uh, I, yeah, no, you're right, though, I mean, where have the God moments been, or the, you know, I don't know, I love your word of, like, beholden moments, right, where, where's Christ been present um, in my life of faith during this last year, mm-hmm. uh, besides just hanging on sometimes, right? Um, and doing what we need to do um, just because we do it, right? I, yeah, 
I, you know, that whole, the um, faith map. So Pastor Hallie mentioned at our um, live class last week, this faith map that she did in the seminary or undergraduate? Seminary. Seminary. And you just kind of map out like moments of faith. Like, would you want to explain it more if in case people weren't there? So a faith map would be identifying people, places, and communities in your life that have had some impact um, in your faith development. So I think I mapped out Holden Village after undergrad as one of those communities and places that um, it, it almost felt like an incubation of, of time, of discernment into seminary. I thought about Mr. Karens, my high school uh, humanities teacher who uh, would talk to us about the gospel according to Mark Twain and all these biblical stories that were inside of um, in, inside of Twain's like fish and loaves and the whole journey down the Mississippi River in, like being the story of Moses and, and his freedom and I think Ingler you're also on there as a confirmation advisor and and being able to hold my naive and hard questions. I know. And, and being the communities and places that have let me bring those questions and wrestle with them in some way. So it was really interesting. To, and in my life is, I've moved so much and have been part of lots of different communities. Uh, so it was really interesting like to hold that too. Like you can have some circling around, like in this, in this, in Nebraska here, in Iowa here, <laughs> yeah, in Washington here, in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, it could literally have been like a map of the United States. Um, yeah, just just people who have been a part of uh, my life and my faith. Yeah, we did it with our confirmation students a few years ago on a retreat. Um, and yeah, it was interesting because I'm like, I started out at baptism, mm -hmm. um, even though I don't physically remember my baptism. But um, yeah, it was interesting to kind of map that out and to actually put thoughts to where some of those moments are, were and are in my life. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it would be curious to do that now um, and see where people land during this time. I mean, maybe, you know, even like two years from now, right? Will the pandemic even, will this moment in time even be on a faith map? Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Maybe that would be a lot, like, you know, when you do kind of like, where's, you know, do you, like when you sometimes you do a faith map, depending on how you do it, you can do the high points and then the low points, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe, <laughs> maybe this would be under, under the line. But Mark. Yeah. yeah, because it's been just a, it's been such a weird time and so much has changed even within like the first couple of weeks. And I mean, things are still changing and as we're changing and moving out of this very, very slowly. Um, yeah, I think there have been really key points where I've wrestled with faith and I've I also hear that people are struggling with faith. I've, yeah, I've wondered where God is in all of this. And then I look at the fact that I think we, you know, like I, there's intentionality when you watch a worship service, um, like you go online to watch a service or you listen to a devotional or, um, mm -hmm. 
I know there's been people in various parts of my world who don't live in Tacoma who are watching worship every Sunday. Like they found, feel like they have now found a faith community mm-hmm. that they can participate in. Um, so yeah. it's interesting how, I don't know, to go back to Martin Luther's like, what does this mean? I think the, what does this mean after a pandemic is gonna be, have to be a question that we answer. Like, what does this mean that we do an online service? What does this mean that we might continue some of the stuff? Like, I can see doing some devotions online still, like, and mm-hmm. answering the question, what does this all mean um, for Christ and for Christ in my life? and how I share God and Christ with other people outside of, you know, those who can drive to the building. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard to ask that question in the middle of all of it too. Yeah. I don't think we need to a- ask it now. And I don't think we need to have answers for it now. I think my head is so wired to answer things right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> plan the next thing. But I think this is one of those down the road, gosh, even, a year from now, like look back and reflect, right? Like how we respond is not going to go away. I mean, like how our, like how we respond to things um, based on this experience isn't just going to go away once we get back to like whatever normal looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be interesting to wrestle with some of this stuff. I wonder, for you listening at home or in your car, what does your faith map look like? Maybe some of you think about a map as a timeline of your life, beginning at birth and leading you up to today. You might choose moments like baptism, confirmation, important scripture and sermons, and meaningful moments of receiving Eucharist as part of your journey. Or you might use a map of the United States or world if you are well-traveled, marking places and people where you have encountered God, or places where you felt an absence or longing in certain places, marking the challenges as well as the high points. Sometimes we really see where God is at work in our lives by reflecting back to see more clearly. In this process, we respect where we have been and where we are, and notice where God has been at work all along the way. I don't know. I think this is actually, and I've said this in other groups that I've led, I think this is a reforming time in our world. I think mm-hmm. we're at a reformation moment, um, if we were to bring it back to Martin Luther. Yeah. Um, I think the church is in a time of reform. I think our wor- I think our world is in a time of reform. I think even government can be in a time of reform and how we respond to things um i think ourselves personally given our experiences during the last year can also be reforming um how we view you know our friends and our family and our church and our communities and um what we name um important And And every 500 years, there's some sort of reformation. And I, you know, we are at 520, year 523, 2024. So yeah, here we go. We're due for it. We're due for it. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't think it would come in the, uh, in the midst of a pandemic, but 
No, but at the same time, it is like such an interesting part. I'm, and I'm so glad I get to be part of it. Yeah, but it's been one that's been going on for hundreds of years, too, because you even think about, you know, the church at Luther's time and the mm -hmm. schism that happened between the Catholic Church. And I mean, Martin Luther did not want a church named after him. No, he the Reformation was supposed to be within the Catholic Church, right. part of the church, not a yeah. whole new thing. Yeah, and I just want to commit, yeah, I just want to clarify it's the Catholic Church at the time, not the Catholic Church now. For anybody who's listening who might be like going concert or going, hmm. Um, but yeah, no, he didn't it was to reform what was already happening, not to make things new. Um, mm -hmm. and so humans have we've been splitting things <laughs> and disagreeing. For hundreds of years. Especially within the church. Especially within the church. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a whole separate like. <laughs> like you could do like church history from the very get-go and oh my goodness sakes. And not just even like, you know, you know, I mean the whole Protestant Reformation. I mean, think of all the Protestant de um, denominations that came out of the Reformation, Reformation. not just Lutheran. I mean, you have Presbyterian Methodist. Anabaptists, um, and even there, there's whole disagreement. Um, oh yeah, between Luther and the Anabaptists. Oh goodness and, sakes! Oh my gosh, and like all around. And I don't know who the Huguenots were until I was like, what? The heck? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't spend enough time talking about the Huguenots. <laughs> no, we don't <laughs> at all, and that's okay. And then um, who? Uh, there, oh yeah, there's just so many um reformers during this time too who um, split off so mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> not saying that uh, yeah not saying that it, it just i don't know yeah it was it, it's all it's just interesting human nature is interesting <laughs> that's all i can say Oh yeah, I, yeah, and thankfully there's grace <laughs> with me. And yeah, modeled. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, and I think modeled, especially <laughs> with you and with my colleagues, that there's grace. Yeah. So our uh, at the youth gathering we had in Houston, one of the speakers, which I just had hold on to this, um, one of the speakers said there is grace enough for you and me and all of this, all of you in this room. And there were 30,000 of us in that room. So that's a lot of people. So there is grace enough for all of us to agree, to disagree, to come to faith, to see Jesus at work in the world, in our lives. And God holds all of that. And thank God we do not have to. Yeah. That is so counter, right, to this message of scarcity that we have with the vaccine and just sort of all the inequalities that the pandemic laid bare to 
like really truly believe and operate from the place that there is grace enough and like a, abundantly enough and it's not a competition or but I get caught up in that too I, I was talking to Pastor Jan about that yesterday about like okay the minute you tell me there's no more toilet paper in the grocery store I'm like trying to figure out where I can get toilet paper even though I have plenty of toilet paper in my house I also know that if I was super, super, super desperate, I could probably go over to St. Mark's and borrow a roll, right? Um, yeah, I've thought about that too. Right. Or like, okay, there's, and then especially when we're closed right away, right? Like, okay, we know there's hand sanitizer and Clark's wipes and, okay, we yeah. know that if we got super desperate, we could help congregation members with our resources. Thanks for listening to St. Mark's School of Theology. This podcast is an experiment in faith formation. The podcast is produced by Cody Schumann, and the music is composed by Cody Schumann. To learn more about the community of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, please visit our website at smlutheran.org.